today to This Needs to Be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. You're going to hear the best of Deanna Heiliger as we're going to put on the Mindset Minute series for you. Take out your pen and paper because class is in session. If you've missed any of the Mindset Minutes in the past, have no fear. We're going to get them all for you here. We'll be right back. likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project-push.org.
want a place to talk about the things that you thought about but were afraid to talk about, join us every Friday night at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's Just Talk Radio with your hosts, Juan G. And Ebony. You know, I've been waiting for about 30 seconds to say my name. I don't know why you dragged it out so far, but I'm so happy just to be, just to have this opportunity to well, be able to talk. Well, we talk about life. Because, you know, this is Let's Just Talk Radio. Relationships. But I never get a chance to talk. I, have you realized Love. that? I just realized that. Let's Just Talk. But I never get a chance to talk. Let's Just Talk Radio. <laughs> Join us every Friday night at a new time. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Let's Just Talk. Do you like talk shows? Do you like to hear one talk, sports, current news, and even share humor and adult jokes? Then you'll love the Alice Cardinale Talk Show, which airs every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Chef Alex Talk Show is where we're at. 347-989-1709. Dial 1. To let your voice be heard on the Alice Cornelli Talk Show. This portion of This Needs to Be Said is sponsored by Angel Bee Enterprises and the Praise Network of Greensboro. To find out how we can sponsor, promote, and market your business, ministry, or organization, please visit us online at www.angelbarino.com or www.bit.ly forward slash The Praise Network. Hi, this is Deanna Heiliger from me to the power of we.com. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. Today we're going to be speaking about the benefits of complaining. And I use this title just to pique your interest because there simply are no benefits to complaining. I just wanted to get you here to listen Uh, Now, burning off a little steam every once in a while is very normal, very healthy, but what I'm talking about is idle and perpetual complaining. That has absolutely no positive outcome. And we all have people in our lives, and you may be one of these people. you got to really take a look at yourself, but we have people in our lives who complain, complain, complain about everything. There's absolutely no gratitude that comes out of their mouths. And instead of focusing on the wonderful parts of their lives, they choose to give all their energy to the dark side. That's what I call it. Why do people do this? I don't understand because I believe, I think, and maybe you agree that complaining is ugly. It's draining. It's unproductive. It's self-consuming. It's it's a natural repellent. I do not want to be around people who complain all the time and, and you probably don't either. So we're, we really need to look at ourselves and see if we're one of those people. Uh, complaining does not solve anything. In fact, it tends to attract more things to complain about because what we focus on comes to us. So if we're constantly complaining about something, it's going to keep coming into our life. That's just a fact. I have a quote that you will love. You may want to write this down. Complaining is like secondhand smoke. It affects everyone around you. And isn't that the truth? When you complain, you're not just, uh, you know, justifying your, your feelings. Everybody around you feels it. They feel that energy. There's very low vibration to the words that come out about complaining. Even if you're complaining inward in your attitude, you're vibing out that, and people can feel that. So why do people complain? We really all have so much to be grateful for. And you may want to ask yourself this. Why do I complain? Yes, I do find that I complain about this and that. 
But I've found through observing people, I love to watch people and listen to them, but people complain for a few reasons. They To get attention, people commiserate with them and, oh, yeah, I agree and blah, blah. Um, consciously or unconsciously, they are playing the victim. That's really what they're doing. Oh, they want the attention and woe is me. Um, they want people to feel sorry for them. And maybe it gives them justification for their sour mood. They may be feeling sad or angry or jealous or what have you irritated, frustrated, and it justifies their bad mood. So um, actually some people are very comfortable complaining. I think they've done it so long that, that it's just comfortable, and they may maybe don't even realize that they are complaining. But like I said, it's a natural repellent, and if you are complaining, you may notice that um, people maybe don't want to be around you or they kind of make your, their visits short with you. So let's focus on that. Let's turn this around. We all have situations that are unpleasant or uncomfortable. We all do. We're human. Um, we really need to ask ourselves, do I need to complain about this? Um, we can turn it around and say, you know what, these situations are here for a reason, and I probably need to be learning a lesson. And in that regard, we can look at these situations as gifts. And if we're open to this gift, that means we're open to the lesson and to the growth. And then we can move onward and upward. And that's very empowering and very freeing. Now, if there's a recurring situation or an ailment in your life, you really need to question why. Because um, uncomfortable things keep happening because you've not yet learned the lesson. So once you recognize, wow, this situation keeps happening and I can either complain about it and keep living it and reliving it, or I can kind of stop and think, what's my part in it? How can I learn and grow from this? And then you're going to move on and, and have other things come into your life to teach you bigger bigger lessons. So do you need to adjust your thinking thinking? And is your bad attitude vibing out negativity? Do you have a victim mentality? Do you continually have your own pity party? These are things that you need to ask yourself and be real honest. There's a vicious cycle here. Complaining equals blaming. And when we blame, we are not taking ownership. And when there's no ownership, we are playing the role of the victim. If we are responsible for our lives, then there's no one to blame. We have to take our part in it and own up and be responsible, and that way you are not the victim anymore. The definition of complaining is to express grief, pain, or discontent. So complaining in itself is not bad if it's a starting point. But when you permanently hang out there, that's when it's a problem. So we don't want to wallow in complaining. We want to express it, get it out, solve it, and move on forward. So... Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. To continue your journey to be a better you, connect with me at metothepowerofwe.com because together is better. Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well organized and grounded? More joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life? which will in turn enable you to feel empowered, then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness because together is better.
Hi, this is Deanna Heiliger from me to the power of we.com. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. Today we're talking about clutter, and there are two types of clutter. Clutter in your environment, such as your living space and your workspace, and clutter in your mind, which takes the form of negative thinking, frustration, being overwhelmed, stressed, defeated, any of those negative emotions. These two forms of clutter are related. When your environment is cluttered, then your mind is cluttered. You don't have a clear pathway to thinking clearly. An example is your desk at work. If you have piles and stacks of papers and you're not sure where anything is, your productivity and your creativity are going to be stifled. Likewise, at home, if your kitchen has piles of dishes in the sink and you don't know where things are and your cupboards are just a big pile of things and your laundry room maybe has piles of clothing and you don't know if they're clean or dirty, if your playroom with your kids, your toys are just crazy everywhere, um, these piles tend to grow. And if you don't take care of the clutter, it seems to get bigger and bigger and then your mental capacity is not at optimum level. Um, There is a difference between being organized, which is what I'm calling clutter-free, everything has a place, you know, where everything goes, and being clean, such as being sanitary. So your office, your home, your living space can technically be clean. You've cleaned the toilets, you've wiped the counters, you've swept the floor, and your home and living space and workspace can appear clean, but it can also be cluttered. And what I mean by that is if you open up your drawers and your cupboards and your closet and they're just piled with things, things don't belong in certain places, but they're there, that is cluttered. And that will lead to a cluttered mind. You may be thinking, oh, this is great. You know, this talk is really great, but you don't know just how cluttered my space is. Where do I even begin? How do I begin? So I'm going to give you a few little tips quickly. Start small. One drawer. Take one drawer. Take one shelf. Take 15 minutes. That's all you need to do to start. Because being organized is contagious. You're going to go back to that one drawer that's organized and beautiful, and you're going to look at that, and it's going to feel great. So you're going to move on to the next drawer and the next cupboard, and soon your whole bathroom is going to be organized, and then you're going to move to the kitchen. So start small. I suggest you begin with your closet because you start and end your day there most likely. You are getting dressed in the morning, and then you're getting undressed for bed. This will set the tone of your whole day and your whole night's sleep. Get rid of it if you haven't worn it in a year. I know that's a standard rule, but it's true. Because if you go into your closet and you end up wearing the same three outfits because you know where they are and it's easy, you might have a clutter problem in your closet. If you start your day and you need to get dressed up for a meeting and you can't find the other shoe that you need, your day is going to go bad because you're starting off in frustration and you are cluttered. Your mind will be cluttered from that point on. So being uncluttered in your environment will help your mind. It will help your creativity flow. You'll be able to have clear intentions and goals and better focus. Your day is going to run more smoothly. You're going to save time and have less less frustration. Uh, you will be on time. You don't have to think, oh my gosh, where are my keys? Where's your homework? You're going to know where everything is. You're going to be less wasteful. You're going to be more productive naturally. 
and overall less stress and more joyful. So I would love for you to start today decluttering part of your closet, maybe just a shelf, maybe just a drawer. Once you begin decluttering your life in your workspace, either it's at home or work or maybe a kid's bedroom or a kid's closet that's driving you bananas, once you begin, keep going. 15 minutes a day. Soon maybe it's a half hour a day when you can sneak it in. Soon your whole home and your car, let's not forget about your car, and your workspace will be clutter-free. This, I guarantee you, will lead to decluttering the people in your life. Negative people, negative thoughts, your clutter is going to disappear. This will lead to every aspect of your life. So, Start today, start small, declutter your environment, declutter your mind, and your life will be awesome. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. To continue your journey with me, connect at me to the power of because together is better. Hi, this is Deanna Heiliger from me to the power of Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. Today, we're going to be talking about giving compliments freely. And I think that many people feel that if we give away compliments, that we won't have enough for ourselves. I've seen this before with people expressing uh, joy, encouragement, happiness, love. They feel, wow, if if I give that away, if I give that to someone else, there's not going to be enough for me. I've seen it with money. You know, if I give away my money, if I give to charity, if I help someone out, if I give it away, there won't be enough for me. And that is just not true. This all ties in with our mindset. But there is an unlimited amount of happiness, joy, love, money, and compliments. And when we give those freely, they come back to us tenfold. The butterfly effect comes to mind in that when you give compliments freely, you don't know how that's going to affect people. The butterfly effect, this is how it works. You give someone a compliment. Let's say somebody's having a really bad day and they're feeling really blue and just out of sorts, and you tell them they're doing a great job, or you tell them that they look really happy, or they look great, or their haircut is beautiful, or, oh, I love your shoes. Where did you get those? Compliments can be in many shapes and forms and sizes. But let's say you give someone a compliment who's having an otherwise poor day. They will be lifted a little higher. They will feel a little better. They will be lighter on their feet. The stress from their shoulders will lift up a little bit. And they, in turn, will give a compliment or be extra nice to someone or show it in many, many other ways. But the point is, is there's a butterfly effect and you don't know how far that compliment will travel and positively affect people when otherwise if you would have held it in and not shared it with someone that wouldn't have had the same effect. So I'd like you to picture everybody you encounter with having a little sticky note on their forehead that says make my day. And so when you encounter this person, what will you say? What will you do? What compliments can you give that person to make their day? And it can be simple. It can be really just simple, but it needs to be genuine. You don't want to fluff somebody up that's not real. You know, if someone's singing 
in the kitchen and they sound real off-key and, and horrible, you're not going to say, wow, you sing so beautifully. That's kind of how those people get on the American Idol when they shouldn't be, I think. So you don't want it to be conjured. You don't want it to be fake. You want it to be sincere. But when you walk by somebody and you see something, you notice something that you can compliment them on, give it to them. Compliments are encouragement. They are self-esteem boosters. Think back to when you've had a compliment given to you. It just lifts your spirit. It makes you feel great. It wants you to keep doing better, so it encourages you to stay on the right path. And um, it it's uh, very encouraging to everyone involved, even the one giving the compliment. So don't just think it. Sometimes people are afraid to give compliments because they don't know what their reaction is going to be or they don't want to be rejected or they don't want to embarrass somebody. But when you just think it, when you just think a nice thing about somebody, it does no good. It's like giving somebody a gift, but they're not allowed to open it. So don't just think it, say it. When you think of a compliment or you think that someone's doing a great job or they look really nice or they did a great job or they're really putting in the effort, say it. Tell them. Tell them with confidence. Tell them with true meaning and be sincere. So when you build confidence in someone else, you are also building it in yourself. Because if you're hesitant to give compliments and you kind of shy away from that, um, it'll take a little bit of courage for you to give a compliment. But once you do it and you see the happiness that you just gave someone or the confidence or the self-esteem boost, the next time you feel like giving a compliment, it's going to be easier and easier and easier. So you're building your confidence as well. It's a win-win, all-around win-win-win. So I want you to give compliments freely. Anytime you think of one, give it. Don't hold back. Don't hesitate. Thank you for joining me for this week's segment of Mindset Minute. To continue your journey to be a better you, connect with me at metothepowerofwe.com because together is better. Ladies, have you ever felt like you weren't beautiful enough? Have you ever felt like you weren't special enough? I would like to introduce you to a place made just for you. This place is the world's largest online community for women around the world who desire to reclaim their confidence and learn how to love themselves. I Am Me University was created by Kimberly Arrington, also known as Inspirational Beauty, to remind all women of their beauty from the inside out, because she knows firsthand the power we have as individuals when we know who we truly are. If you want to smile and feel beautiful, join our membership at www.imeuniversity.com. Are you a fan of independent music? My friend Monica Beale has released a modern folk lullaby album inspired by the highs and lows of raising a child on the autism spectrum. The album is called Little Lullabies and it has been nominated as Americana Album of the Year for the upcoming 2014 Los Angeles Music Awards. If you become a fan on Monica's Facebook page, she'll send you a free song download of the single off her album. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Monica Beale Music, M-O-N-I-C-A 
B-E-A-L Music. Hit the like button and center your request for the free song download. Thank you for supporting independent musicians. Are you or someone you know in a health crisis or just realizing that nothing matters without your good health? Marika was there as well. She was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer, filled with fear and anxiety. And now she wants to share her knowledge and her health strategies that she gained on her personal healing journey with you. At DealingWithHealing.com, she offers one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and speaking engagements. For encouragement and to take responsibility for your health, go to DealingWithHealing.com today.
Deanna Heiliger from me to the power of we.com. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. Today we're going to talk about got to or get to. And these short words are very similar. They're only different by one letter, but they carry a huge difference in meaning. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to start off with a short little story. You can probably relate to this. I'm sure we've all been there. But the other day I was walking out to my car with a fellow teacher and mom friend a day after a day of teaching, and she asked me what I was going to do for the rest of the afternoon. And I replied simply, you know, I've got to go buy some groceries, then I've got to pick up my daughter Erin from cross country, then I have to go pick up my other daughter Ryan from student council and take her to the orthodontist, and then I have to go home and make dinner, help with homework, have them shower, and then I've got to put everybody to bed. So does this sound like a typical afternoon to you? If you're a mom, I'm sure it does. If you've been a mom, uh, I'm sure it does, and you can still relate. But even if you're not a mom, we all have chores, we all have errands, we all have business obligations, we have household duties. So we have got to do many things throughout the day. Well, I'm going to tell you that when we have got to do stuff, it's, like a chore. It sounds sounds like a chore to us, and it feels like a chore. So uh, it makes everything kind of feel like a pain. So after, as I was driving away this same afternoon, I was reflecting on this brief conversation I had with my friend on the way to my car. And the more I reflected, the more I didn't feel so great. And maybe you can relate to this. Um, I felt like I was complaining about all the things that I had to do, and, and that didn't set well with me. It didn't feel good. And I began reflecting and thinking about all the people who are not able to do the things that I had had to do. You know, there are many people with physical handicaps that can't do these things. There are people separated from their children and family who would die to pick their kids up and take them to appointments and cook for them. There are people who are sick and bedridden, And there are people who've actually lost children, and they'll never get to do these things. So I just felt really badly about this. I felt like I was taking my life for granted. I felt that I was complaining about something that I should be very grateful for. So I realized that I was saying, I have got to instead of I get to. And it kind of has a sense of entitlement Almost like, you know, why should I have to do that? Why should I have to pick up my child from school and take her to the orthodontist? Well, you know what? Some people don't even have money to allow their children to have orthodontia or to buy groceries or to let them participate in after-school sports. So I was being very ungrateful, and I was, my words were showing entitlement, and that didn't feel good to me. So think about this. If you have got to do something, it is implying that you're doing something that you do not want to do. And contrarily, if you get to do something, then it's a privilege. And I think if we all start to kind of look at our lives and our errands and our daily chores and tasks and things we need to do with our children as a privilege, then we actually really do get to do these things. 
Because like I said, some people don't get to do these things and they wish they could. So let's kind of rephrase my story from earlier and just see if it feels a little different because it sure does to me. So what are you doing today this afternoon? And my response could be, I get to buy groceries. And then I get to pick up Erin from Cross Country, and I get to pick up Ryan from Student Council and take her to the orthodontist. And then I get to go home, and I get to make a healthy, yummy dinner instead of getting fast food that's not good for us. I get to help the kids with their homework. I get to have them shower so they're squeaky clean, and then I get to tuck them in bed. I get to kiss them goodnight and tuck them into bed. Now, doesn't that feel better? Doesn't it sound better? I think it does. It feels great. It feels that I'm grateful. It feels like I'm lucky. It feels like I'm present. It feels better. So the next time you say, oh, I got to do that, I've got to do that, think about how absolutely lucky you are to do those things. I'm going to leave you with a quote and something that I would love for you to do. When you arise in the morning... Think of what a privilege it is to be alive, to think, to enjoy, and to love, because it is a privilege. Thank you so much for joining me on this segment of Mindset Minute. To continue your journey to be a better you, connect with me at metothepowerofwe.com, because together is better.
you can take that situation, you can dwell on it, and you can beat yourself up over it saying, wow, why did I do that? Gosh, I was just showing off, or I should have just never done it, or I should have waited till I got home to smoke the cigarette, or whatever it is. You can, you can go over it a hundred different ways in your mind, but the same result is there, is that you're beating yourself up over something that is in the past. Now, you cannot change the past. Nobody can change the past. We can only learn from it, move on, and grow, and keep going. So we need to look at our mistakes as, you know what? Yep, I did that mistake, and these are the things I learned from it. This is how I am a better person because of that. And use it as a stepping stone to move forward onto bigger and better things. Mistakes uh, that are made and lessons that we need to learn seem to reappear in our life if we don't learn the lesson. So if you continue to do the same things and have the same results, it's because you haven't learned that lesson and you're not ready to move on. So I'd like you to look at the mistakes you've made that you still think about and still dwell on and get the lesson out of it. What have you learned from it? What character traits have you developed because of those mistakes and be empowered by those mistakes. Mistakes are there for our growth. And then you can move forward. You can use that knowledge to live a better life and to help other people, maybe who are going through the same thing, or maybe you can prevent your children from making the same mistakes. So I want your past mistakes to guide you and not define you. Get rid of the stereotypes. You are not your mistakes. You made some mistakes but they're there for your growth. So that is our Mindset Minute today. Thank you for joining me. To continue your journey to be a better you, connect with me at metothepowerofwe.com because together is better. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened a reason somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks, in you? It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit. Despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed or celibate, we rise.
there will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing if you're waiting for that perfect perfect moment that perfect timing is not going to happen you know what you have to do you have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation that a lot of people become comfortable they stop growing they stop wanting anything they, they become satisfied people getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like jobs that are making them sick you see when you're not pursuing your goal you are literally committing spiritual suicide when you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for that takes you out of your comfort zone you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have when the messenger of misery visits you what are you going to do what will keep you in the game there are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life but that could save your life because you had that knowledge unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered you will never grow what is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong?
You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it. To work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams, yes to your unfolding future, yes to your potential, as opposed to saying no. When you die, die on each. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, God, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Special thanks to our sponsors, Restoration Ministries, Church of God in Christ, where they're restoring the world through God's Word. They're located at 1204 Commercial Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Men of Action with LaShawn Huntley. Promoting social change one man at a time. They are located at menofaction.web.officelive.com. Therapeutic Concepts, Inc. with Asha Sims. They can be found at www.tconceptsinc.org. Center for Sexual Health and Education with Dr. Willahan. A Lifetime of Great Sex. They can be found at www.bestsexualadvice.com. Thank you to everyone who supports us by logging into the chat room, hanging out with us on the phone lines, and just logging in and listening online, period. Be sure to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash this needs to be said. Tell someone about the great show you just heard. Heck, if you thought it sucked, tell them anyway. Either way, tell them to tune in and share their opinion with us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is letstalkatthisneedstobesaid.com. There is an elephant in the room, and hey, we're going to talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. 
Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.